Hello everyone and welcome back to Talk About Your Thing with Jules Pickett. I am Jules Pickett. This is the podcast where we talk about your thing. You know the drill by now. Um, this week we are talking to Nicole Maracle, the creator of the Blair Goddess Project, which is a web series based on Greek mythology and inspired by Greek mythology. Um, hello, Nicole. Hello. Um, so, you've wanted to be on this podcast for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am long-time listener, first-time caller. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> for real, though, for those listening, if anyone's listening, I've been begging her to get me on here since episode one, so... Yeah, well, finally did it. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Alright, so, um, the Blair Goddess Project is, um, it's really good. It's a really good web series. Well, thank you. I feel like it's more and more irrelevant every day that goes by because it ended in December, but that's okay. Yeah, well, we can still talk about it. It's still, it's, yeah. it hasn't gotten worse over time. It has not. It's still there. Still on YouTube. Yep. Um, so why don't you tell us, like, the basic premise of the Blair Goddess Project? Okay, the basic premise is there is a goddess who is the daughter of Zeus and Hera. She was a spoiled princess on Olympus, and because of that, she gets up to a lot of hijinks, and Zeus decided, real out of character for him, considering all his hijinks normally, but decided enough was enough, kicked her off of Olympus, and now she's having to, like, survive in the human world, even though she hates humans. Now, some of you might say that um, this is ripping off Rick Riordan's Apollo Yeah, stories. I'm suing him. But... No, yeah, Rick Riordan <laughs> is ripping off Nicole here. <laughs> yeah, so I have this you... idea in, like, Lizzie Bennet era, so goodbye, yeah. Rick Riordan. Yeah, you've been planning this for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, well, I kind of, Lizzie Bennet was happening and I was watching it. And I have a friend, Erin, who is, like, up in all the web series, so she was talking to people, and originally, very silly, I was kind of like, oh, if I did a web series now, Erin knows all the people from Lizzie Bennet Diaries, and I could get them to watch it, but that wasn't the real reason why I did this, just clearing that up. Um, so I was watching that, I was watching Jane Eyre, I was watching... Those were the main ones at that time, I guess. And I kind of was like, I want to make a web series, but I don't like any really classic novels that much. I'm not really a big old literature type person, so I don't know what I would make it about. And my dad was like, well, you really love mythology. Why, would, why don't you make a mythology web series? And I was like, you know what? That is a good idea. I will do that. <laughs> so it was kind of an idea in my head for a long time because... First, I was, it was, the original series was literally just going to be the goddess sitting and talking to the camera, which is kind of what the first, like, eight or nine episodes are, because that's what I had written back in, like, whatever year that was, when Lizzie Bennett and Jane Eyre were uh, Like, 2013, or no, maybe even 2012. I ha I'm the one with the timeline, I should know this. 2012 sounds right. That I'm going right. to look at the timeline. I sophomore year in college, and that sounds right. Um, I think it was summer of 2012 when I started writing it. That does sound right. Yes, Lizzie Bennett so, started in April of 2012. Yes, so around then, that's when I was writing the first couple episodes, and really all I knew was that she was going to make fun of humans for knowing all the wrong 
the wrong things about history or whatever, which didn't end up being what the entire series turned into, luckily, because I like what it became better than what it started out as. But I didn't think I was going to have any other actors or any other people, so it was like, oh, it'll just be me talking to a camera, and it won't have any plot. It'll just be like her making fun of humans all the time. But that obviously isn't what it ended up being. Good. Good thing. But... Um, and then I kind of got on the back burner. I found out about Notes by Christine, which was another web series that was at FSU. And I kinda... yeah, I just want to point out that um, Blair Guy's project, Notes by Christine and Adventures of Jamie Watson, were all filmed at the same college. Yeah. Florida State. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, so Notes by Christine I found by total coincidence because Bernie Sue had posted a big Tumblr post with a bunch of other web series that were coming out since Lizzie Bennett took off. And Notes by Christine was one of them. And I was like, oh, I'll click on this and see if it's Phantom of the Opera. It was Phantom of the Opera. And then the girl who played Christine came on the screen and I went, she looks vaguely familiar. I'm pretty sure she's in my major. You guys would, if you watched Blair Goddess Project, recognize her as Zoe from Blair Goddess Project or Moriarty from... Tosh Wash. Yep, that's Jennifer Catania. She yeah, is she's the best. Great. She's pretty great. Um, she, yeah, so I started, I I don't want to say I really helped them. No, it's by Christine. I think I was at like two shoots. So I don't want to make it seem like I was a big driving force in their production there. But I kind of got distracted for a while and then I had a lot of school stuff going on. But then the last year of school, I kind of went, I've had this web series idea in the back of my head for a long time. And if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. So I kind of just had to hunker down in the entire fall of last year, like last school year. I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to start writing the story and finding people and roping things together. And I basically got Jen to commit. I got my friend Megan, who plays Blair, to commit. And I had no one else committed. So I was like, you know what? I need another main character. We'll just... I'll figure that out later. And my dad goes, well, I mean, you could have it be like a god who changes bodies and then you could just have different people play them all the time. I was like, that's a really good idea. I'm totally going to do that. And that's how Alex was born. Alex. And then actually, once I started doing that with the different actors, then I was like, oh, this would be cool if I had this character be like a gender and that could have to do with why they present as all these different people. So that's where that kind of came from. It all just came from the fact that I didn't have enough actors. Ah, yeah. Um, so uh, at what point did the like the actual sort of plot of the Blair Goddess Project start developing? Because like you were talking about before how it, at the beginning it was just kind of like her ranting at the camera yeah. about stuff. But at what point in like the writing process were you like, okay... I need to sit down and make a plot. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind, of what, kind of what I did is I had had that nebulous kind of nothingness for a while. I knew I was, I had written the Froyo episode. That was about as far as I had gone. Alex didn't exist yet. Nobody else existed yet. Um, Chad didn't even exist yet. It was basically just, I knew she was going to make a joke about loving Froyo. And then I had been talking to Megan over the summer. So this would be summer of 2014. And she was like, oh, you know, what would be funny is if she met like a frat guy and he invited her to a Greek party, and she thought it was a Greek party, but it was actually a frat party. I was like, that's really good. I'm going to use that. And then over th- over that Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, I'm sitting down. Where I'm, I sat down with my dad. I was like, I need to figure out like what my characters are, what whatever. 
So I said, okay, we're going to have this frat guy, and he can be something. I want there to be a character that kind of makes a cult out of her that kind of goes astray, and that, that ended up being the same character. We kind of merged those two together. Um, I wanted a character who was kind of the viewer, in a way, and that was Zoe. I was like, just a very like stereotypical Tumblr feminist girl who I think that the audience would relate to, and she gets thrown into this whole mess, and now she's you know, she, I, I think of Zoe as kind of the in for everybody into Blair because she's kind of the easiest one to relate to as, like, the human getting thrown into all this. Um, Alex came from the fact that we thought it would be funny if there was, like, a Mr. Weasley character or, like, a Scuttle from Little Mermaid who just mm -hmm. thinks they know all these things but gets everything wrong. And the, so I kind of made a plan for characters then it was still kind of up in the air. I got Megan and Jen to commit to being characters. I basically said, because Megan had said, oh, I'll be the main character. And she was kind of joking. So I kind of cornered her and was like, okay, but are you serious about being the main character? You'll commit to this. And she's like, yeah, no, totally. So I got her, I got Jen. And then I was like, okay, that's good. So over Christmas break, I like sat down with my dad, my sister, and we kind of made one of those little Aristotelian climax plots charts and I was like okay so this is gonna happen this I actually still have that chart that has notes like randomly sketched all over the place and um, basically we decided that the arc was gonna be she starts I guess spoilers from this point out but she starts mm -hmm. as um, you know hating humans not really you know not really caring about earth whatever and it would eventually lead to her being able to be friends with humans that was kind of the arc that we wanted her to have to appreciate it a little bit she i mean she doesn't change she's still really the same at the end but she does make a lot of growth throughout i think so then we came up with little side things like oh there will be this religion that forms around her but wouldn't it be funny if they became what we would think of as like a good religion helping people and whatever but she's just annoyed with it because they're not worshiping her enough so that idea kind of came out of that and then eventually we were like well what if this frat guy who took her to the greek party ends up being the one that starts the religion that would be kind of funny so that became that and there were just a lot of other things that came from there so it did come from that like christmas break because i was like i need to start this in january so we're we're laying out a plot right here and then when i got back to school in January, I went over to Jen's apartment because she's very good about like organizing things. Actually, before that, I was talking to my friend Amanda, who was my roommate at the time, and she played Alex in a couple of episodes. The one where they do the Kickstarter, the one where Alex is like playing the computer game. Um, that's who the last episode she was in a couple of them. Um, I sat down with her and we just kind of made a list because I knew I wanted it to be around 40 episodes because I had been watching some shows like for example the one that comes to mind is from Mansfield with Love which is a great show but in my opinion like just too long just mm -hmm. really really long so I was like I don't want it to be that long I, I can't I don't have time to shoot something that long and I also just I gotta keep it contained I don't know if I was even watching that one at that point now that I think about it there was another one that was very long well, Lizzie Bennet is very long, but my story wasn't that big. I didn't have that Autobiography of Jane Eyre was pretty long, I think. Yeah, that one was long. Some of the ones that I really liked were long, but they they had a lot more 
side plots that happened throughout that I was like, I don't have that much story, so I need to cut it down. So that's why mine is pretty short. Um, I, I short comparatively, I guess. So we laid out a chart of like 40 episodes and I basically said like, one, Blair arrives on Earth. Two, Blair does this and whatever, you know, like this one's going to be the one where Blair does the bad thing that pisses everybody off. And then this one is going to be Blair is sad because she has no friends. And then, you know, just kind of laid it out that way. And I had a lot of gaps. And then I went over to Jen's apartment and she was like, okay, we're, we're fitting everything into episodes and we're doing it this way. And she helped me out a lot. So shout out to like my dad, my sister, Amanda, Jen, and all those people, because the story never have been formulated without all those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you you told me that the the title for the title of the Blair Goddess Project was not yeah. was kind of a late thing kind of in the accident. game. Yeah, yeah. How did you come up with that title? Well, it actually literally did come from the street sign outside of the Froyo store. That's not made up. Um, that I I always have a very very hard time naming characters. For example, Zoe, Alex, and Chad were all just the first names that popped into my head that I was like, I'll come up with something better later and never did. And I just thought, oh, they're good enough. I'll just leave it. But all along when I was making my plot structures and all of that stuff, I had just been calling the goddess Megan as a stand-in name because that was my friend who was playing her. And I was like, we can't leave her name as Megan. That doesn't make any sense. So we have to come up with a name. We had actually shot the first couple of episodes in several like blog things that didn't need her name in it because I knew she was going to go by Froyo for a short time, but then I knew she was going to need a real name. So Megan and I went to the library and we just like sat on a couch in the back corner with one of my friends and we looked through, we were looking through all these name sites. Actually the episode that we wrote as the one where she's searching for a name got written based on our hunt to find her a name pretty much because we were looking through all these name sites like oh what about Thea oh that just means goddess we can't just have her be named goddess what about this name oh that doesn't have a good enough name meaning she would hate that this is like a human name she wouldn't like that whatever whatever so finally we're like what would she name herself after well what's the one thing she likes Froyo so we looked up the Newberry Newberry is the company that very generously let us shoot there. If you're ever in Tallahassee, go to Newberry, tell them thank you. Um, Not that any of you would ever be in Tallahassee because there's nothing to do there, but if you ever are. Anyway, we went on the Newberry website and we were like, maybe they have a weird flavor or something that she would like pick as a name. And then we saw like located on Blairstone Road and we were like, Blairstone is kind of a neat name. (laughs) So literally that's where it came from. And then we were talking about it because the show still didn't have a name. And it kind of came out. Megan will take credit for this idea, but I maintain that it was both of us at the same time. She says she's the one that came up with the title, but I don't know about that. And so we were saying Blair and like the Blair Witch Project and whatever. And then somebody, maybe it was her, said, what if we name it Blair Goddess Project? And I was like, that's pretty funny. I'm going to do that. And it actually kind of works because then, I mean, it is... It's sort of like the Mindy Project, which is, you know, her working to make herself better. So it's sort of Zoe working to make, to get Blair back to Olympus. It worked. And it was a, it was a pun. The funny thing is, though, I've never even seen the Blair Witch Project, and it literally has nothing to do with that movie. So I haven't seen it either. It's just, it's just what it is. I thought it was a cute name. Yeah, it's when I, 
when I told a couple of people that I was making this web series called Blair Goddess Project, and they're like, oh, is it based off of the Blair Witch Project? I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with it. It just has the same name. It's all good. But, you know. Yeah. So, um, man, you kind of answered all the questions I was meaning to ask you when you were talking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really rambly. No, it's fine. Um, out of, like, all your... You only have a few characters... And so, when I ask this question to other people, usually they have more choices, but, like, out of all your characters, who would you say is, like, the most fun for you to write? I think it goes back and forth between Blair and Alex, honestly. Blair is obviously great. Like, you can just be really mean and really antagonistic and all of that stuff. Like, she's really not likable for the first solid half of the show, so that's pretty fun. Um, but then Alex was just fun to come up with stuff for because they're just clueless. They just don't, I mean, they try. Alex <laughs> and Sweetheart. They're a, they're a sweet cinnamon roll, but they don't know what they're doing. So Alex was fun to write. Especially, actually, the episode that was probably the most fun and probably the least amount of people understood any of the jokes was the Age of Mythology episode where Alex is playing the computer game. And I... I actually, I put that in half as a, half as a service to my cousin and half as just myself because, backstory of that, my sisters and I, well mostly me, but um, we used to play this computer game called Age of Mythology, which, it was in middle school, and it like came as a free Windows game with the computer that we got or something, I don't really remember how we ended up with it. But it has terrible graphics, but it's a fun game. It's basically like you go through as this guy named Arkantos, who's from Atlantis, and he goes to Greece first to help them fight the Trojan War, and you like do some stuff with that. And then they go to Egypt, and there's some Egyptian mythology, and then they go to like the Norse gods. And so, actually, most of what I knew about mythology in middle school came <laughs> from that. And then I read Percy Jackson and got some from that and then I read some other mythology books but yeah a lot of it came from that game so my um my cousin who also used to be really into that game when I told him I was writing a web series about mythology he was like I only have one request you have to have at least one prostagma because that's what they always say in the game when you like click on the character they'll go prostagma so I just had Alex say it and I was like literally no one's gonna get this joke but I'm gonna be laughing yeah, inside jokes are good. Those are people don't get them, but they mean a lot. <laughs> yeah, I tried not to have too many episodes that just were completely over people's head, but there were a couple that I was just like, I just I just have to have this in there. This is a reference that only I and my family will get, but at least they'll get it. Yeah, cuz the thing is, you don't necessarily expect people besides your friends and family to be watching the show exactly before, like you start making it and then People are like, "Oh, I don't get that thing. What, 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 what is that thing?" And you're like, "I mean, you'd get it if you knew me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I basically wrote the show expecting a very small audience and expecting that the main people watching it would be like my dad, my sisters, and like a few of my friends. So I was like, I might as well tailor all the jokes completely to my sense of humor because if anyone else watches it and thinks it's funny, that'll be cool. But if nobody else does, at least I'll love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I had a, I had a train of thought and I lost it. Oh no! Um, I think, jokes. Yeah, I think one thing that is interesting is 
oh man, I say interesting on this podcast so much. It's all good. Everything's interesting. Yeah. One thing that's fascinating is the way that some shows grow and some shows don't, if that makes sense. Like... You mean, like, throughout their... No, Planning like, or throughout their... Throughout, like, the watch cycle. Oh, like, audience. Yeah, audience-wise. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, like, it, is, it is intriguing. There, use that word. Yeah. Like, there are some shows where you can tell they were expecting people to watch it, people they didn't know to watch it. Like, Lizzie Bennet Diaries, that was, like, Hank Green making... Right. And you know, because it's Hank Green, and his name is attached to it. Yeah. Be. Yeah, so it's like, they knew people were, people were going to watch it, but then there were shows, I think, I think like, nothing much to do. That was more of, like... I highly thought. doubt they expected the audience that they Yeah, got. they definitely did not expect that side of an audience. Um, and then there are shows, like, like, All for One, which was more recent, but they had, like, the whole Carmilla fan base right. behind them. And I don't really know... Is the thing I don't really know if Carmilla was expecting as big of an audience as it got. Carmilla's interesting because they were almost a professional series, right? Yeah, they were kind of. They were sponsored, so for a while they but had I, to have some sort of advertising or. Yeah, I don't really know how they got the audience they got because I never heard about it in my web series circles until way later when it was almost over and people were talking about it. So yeah, I have no idea how that took off. I have no idea how Nothing Much To Do took off, except for the fact that it's really good. But actually, when I watched Nothing Much To Do, it was because of my friend Aaron basically being like, everyone needs to watch this show. Please, please watch this show. When I started watching it, it was like post-Hero's Birthday, post-Week of Silence or whatever that was. Like, it was pretty much in the phase where Ben was going over to their house a lot and they were talking to Leo and all of that stuff was going on. So... It had kind of already taken off, and I don't know that if I had started it from the beginning, I would have stuck with it, you know? Because I did really like it, but it took me a very long time to get into it, and as far as, like, binge-watching it. So if I had found it in the first couple episodes, I don't know that I would have stuck with it, but I, maybe that's just me. So I, I actually I have no idea where their popularity came from. Not that they don't deserve it, because yeah. that, that show is really good, but... Um, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. The other one that's weird is, um, and this was coming out right around the time that I was editing and about to be airing, was Call Me Katie. Mm-hmm. I love that show, but where did that popularity come from either? Because I have, I, I honestly have no idea how certain shows take off and certain shows don't. And I guess it's just the really standout ones end up taking off because Call Me Katie is very good. Um, I think Project Green Gables is finally gaining some momentum with the yeah. fandom. Yeah. Um, I thought Misslethwaite is very good. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it has a lot to do with people watching it, at, like, halfway through and saying, oh, my God, everybody binge this. It's so good. I think that's kind of where you pick some people up. Yeah, yeah. I I remember for Call Me Katie, I started watching it because I saw this post that was like, hey guys, if you like nothing much to do, you should watch Call Me Katie. I started watching it because of Shauna, honestly. I don't know if that's... Yeah, shout out to Shauna. Yay, Shauna. BGP hype girl. 
Yeah, shout out to Shauna, the ultimate fan. (laughs) Number one fan of my show. I love her. Um, She's probably going to be the only one listening to this (laughs) podcast. So, like, hey, Shauna. Um, But anyway, I kind of knew who she was. I actually wasn't friends with her really at that point. I wasn't really friends with her until later once my show had already started airing because she, I don't know how well she knows my friend Erin, but she like knew her enough to be following her on Twitter and stuff. And way back she had tweeted something like, I'm exposing you, Shauna, whatever. She had tweeted something like, I wish there was a web series about Hades and Persephone. And my friend Erin had linked her to me because she knew that I was making a mythology related web series. And so I messaged her on Tumblr and I was like, it's not, it's not Hades and Persephone, but I am making a mythology-based web series, and it's and I'm hopefully coming out with it in the fall. And she was like, "Oh my God, that's so cool!" And so we started talking. So I had been talking to her a little bit, and then I saw that post, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna watch this show." And then I totally loved it. Like it was very, I mean, disappointing ending, but the whole entire like first three quarters of it was just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so weird, weird stuff. You know, you talk about. I had my idea in the back of my head for like three years before anything really happened with it. Even when I met Shauna, she was like, yeah, I'm making this web series about, I guess I can say it now because she's been posting it on Tumblr, making this web series about Cyrano de Bergerac. And I was like, oh yeah, that'll be cool. And it's finally now going into production. So it does take a really long time to get this stuff off the ground, I guess. Yeah, sometimes it does. And then sometimes... Sometimes you make one, I'm talking from personal experience here, sometimes you make one web series and you're like, hey, what if I did another, and then you do it, and you're Not like... Not everyone has yeah. the stamina that you have. I know, I never, I never sleep, I never sleep, I never eat, I sold my soul to the devil, and I make web series. Yeah, pretty much. I was, yeah, you're saying, oh, sometimes you, sometimes you do that, Jules. You are sometimes the only I do that. You can turn straight around from one web series and launch into another one. The rest of us are like, we're exhausted. We need a break. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, it's okay, though. <laughs> it would make, it's what, it's what gives you your online persona. The girl who just churns out web series like nobody's business. I've only made two. Yeah, and you have like three more in your head. In my head. Yeah, I know. Okay, stop. <laughs> Let's stop talking about my own production. We're talking about the Blair Goddess Project. Yes. Okay. Back um, to Blair Goddess. <laughs> um. So, do you have any plans for anything else you might want to make on that subject? Do you have any plans of anything else you might want to make? I like how you bring that up, knowing that I do have plans for something. Yeah, but not everyone is in a Google chat. I know, I know. Yes, actually, and I'm not going to say anything about it, because I I don't want anyone to know anything about it until it's farther down the road. But, but would, it, would it be, like, vlog-style, traditional, literary? Right, okay. Here's what I'll say about it. It's going to be very different from Blair in that it's, dealing with a lot more reality than Blair was, because Blair is kind of, you know, it's a goddess, and yeah. it's, it's goofy, and it's, I definitely still want to have jokes, because I feel like I'm better at writing comedy than I am at writing serious stuff, so I do still want to have jokes, I'm, it's definitely going to have, in my mind, there's one right now, there may end up being more, but probably not one ship, because that was something I didn't get to do with Blair that I would like to do. 
I didn't want to do it with Blair. I wanted that to be a story about friendship, but in this one, there are more characters, so I have more room to... More and less characters. More main characters, less overall characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have a lot of friendship. Yay, it's friendship! It's going to have a lot of representation. Yay, um, representation! Those are the two things you need in a web series. You need friendship, friendship and, and you need representation. There you go. You're set. Um... That's all I'm going to say about it. It's all probably right. not going to be out for another three years at right. the rate that I went with Blair. So don't hold your breath, guys, but it will exist eventually. Yeah. Um, so for what are – you've talked a bit about some of your – some web series that you like. What are, like, some of your, like, top ones, like, that you – if someone was like, hey, what web series should I watch? You would be like, this one, this one, this one. As a, a while ago, I was trying to come up with – one for people who are familiar with web series to be like this, this, this is what you should watch. And one for people who are dipping their toe in. Because I think anyone who knows nothing about web series and is coming in should really start with LBD. Just because I feel like you don't understand where everything else came from if you don't watch that one first. Yeah. Um, not that it's even my favorite, but it is very good and it is kind of foundational. One of my favorites, which I think no one ever talks about because it's so old now, is Jane Eyre. That one is great. Yeah, I've seen some people still talk about it a little bit, but like I've seen like one person blog about it basically. I love it. Um, it took me a very long time to love it because the beginning kind of is very very long, but once it gets into all the stuff with Jane and, I mean the whole Jane and Rochester thing is cute, even though it's kind of weird and creepy. It's cute anyway, and then when she's at the house with the sisters, that whole entire arc is great. It, If you haven't watched Jane Eyre because you thought that the beginning was too boring, I would encourage you to go back to it and stick it out because it's very good. Um, obviously, I know everyone says it, but Project Green Gables is yes. great. Yes! This um, might as well just be called the Project Green Gables the hype Project show. The Project Green Gables advertisement. The hype show. Um... <laughs> Misselthwaite, as I said, I think is amazing, and I actually think would be better to watch now, because I think the biggest problem that they had was they had delays in shooting, so it came out so spaced out that it was hard to watch. Yeah, I remember I remember I was like, when they were like taking a break, I was like, oh, I'll just pick that back up when it comes back. And, yeah, then, so, and then the next time I heard about it, it was over, and I was like, wait, when did yeah, that happen? Yeah, yeah, so to watch it all in one, I think, might be better now that it's all out. That one is great. Um, one that is like, I wouldn't put it as like one of my tops, but it's definitely cute, and I don't think enough people watch it, is, do you watch The Late Nell Avery? Um... I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. It took a very long time to kind of get into the meat of the story. Like, the entire first season, I think, was way too spaced out. They would have real short episodes only come out, like, once a week. And it just took a really long time to get into the story, so I think they lost some people. But once it did get into, like, the juicy part, it got pretty good, so... I think that's, like, an underappreciated one. I think um, A Document of Madness was real cute. That's kind of an underappreciated one. Obviously, it's, I got a shout-out. It's funny you call to... A Document of Madness cute when it's based off of Hamlet. <laughs> it's cute, though. Have you seen Rose and Jill? Like, they're Yeah, adorable. they're adorable. Um, obviously, I got a shout-out to Great Tarmac Road and Taj Wash because... Yeah! Hashtag Babby Crew represent. 
Yeah. Um, Wash, I'm going to be really honest, I didn't really like the first season. I I don't really care about Sherlock Holmes, and I know I've told Shannon this, so it's okay. Shannon, um, if you're listening, we are sorry. We are sorry. <laughs> Shannon knows this already. It's fine. The first season, so it just really wasn't my thing because it was a lot more focused on the cases and different things, and I didn't really get any of the references, and I wasn't that into it. But the second season was very good. They got a lot more into the characters and their relationships and stuff like that, which I was into. So if you've been hesitant to watch it because of the length, I also was because I don't have the attention span for 20-minute episodes or 30-minute episodes. But once you start watching it, you'll be into it. Just pretend you're watching a show on Netflix, and it's fine. Yeah, Um, it should be a show on Netflix. Netflix, call Shannon. Yeah, Shannon, why aren't you working for Netflix and getting me in on that? Um, Speaking of Shannon, actually, can we go back to... (laughs) Sure. I forgot to talk about this. One of my favorite things that happened with my show, and I say this to you all the time, not you specifically, but the group chat, and I say this to everyone who will listen, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again on this podcast because it's just one of the funniest things, is how I ended up with these, like, incidental side characters simply because I couldn't find enough actors. For real, though, guys, not being able to find actors, it created Alex, which is a character that I love. It created several side characters that I have because I would always be begging my friends to come be an extra and there were only a certain amount of people who would show up. And One so of they, them I, being Shannon. Shannon. That's how I remembered this. So Shannon is just a very nice and available person and um, willing to help out with things. So she showed up a couple of times and then instead of just being like, oh, it's a random girl this time, it's a random person this time, it's a, it kind of became, oh, this is the one human that Blair is not mean to because they go and get Froyo together. <laughs> or um, the other, my actually favorite random side character, this girl Ashley, who literally showed up for one shoot day at the very end because we just had several scattered scenes left to film and I was trying to get extras to show up and I could only get one person to show up. Shout out to this girl Ashley, who's a rock star. She comes in and she she did the scene where she was like the nerd and thinks that Blair is an alien. Ah. Which is actually one of the very first scenes I wrote for the show way back when it was going to be nothing. Um, she came in and I was like, you know, I don't see any reason why it can't also, she can't also be the person that Blair's messing with in episode two. And that was originally going to be like three different people that she was messing with. But we were like, what if it's all Ashley? And it'll be really funny because Ashley's like the only one. And so then when she figures it out, like you're the one that's been causing all these occurrences, it's literally just because Blair's been screwing with her this whole time. Mm -hmm. So we were like, that's perfect. And then I was trying to get somebody else to show up just to do that random, again, spoiler at the end when Blair is brooding because Zeus rejected her going back. And she just, like, randomly has an outburst and vaporizes somebody. That was just, again, going to be another random person. But um, Ashley was already there. And I was like, you know, it'd be funny. We brought back this random character from the first episode, or second episode, and have her be the one who gets, who's like, oh, Blair. Because now, of course, the whole school's probably a buzz talking about it, thanks to Chad. And um, so she's a little bit of a celebrity, thanks to Chad and Zoe. And... 
So I just thought that would be funny if she came back. So that's like my favorite character that happened on accident. Every scene she was in was originally going to be a different person, but having it all be the same person, I think, made it even mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, running gag. Yeah, she she was like, I'm the best. I'm the best person. I show up for two hours, and I'm in like five different episodes. Mm-hmm. All right, I uh, I think that's it. I think we're good. All right, cool. Yes, I know I'm. I'm rambly. I talk forever. No, that's that's like a podcaster's dream is to have someone who talks a bunch. Because then you don't, you don't have to talk that much. Good. All right. So um, if we want to follow you on like social media, where should we find you? Well, I don't really update the show's social media anymore. But if you want to go back and look at what was there, I'm not real. I I really kind of failed at transmedia. But um, you can look at Zoe's blog, which is a-2-zoe.tumblr um, you can look at the like official blog which is BGP web series and I think the Twitter is also BGP web series I should know this um, but either way it's linked on the Tumblr and if you want to follow me on Tumblr for whatever reason I am still geeking out so there you go yeah alright thank you so much for being on Nicole thanks for having me Jules It's like I never even had to ask you to be on this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and um, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.